0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. Rocky Magania. I am Steven Serta, joined by my guy, Rocky Magania, as he is absolutely crushing some whiskey in the background. Kramer Sandstone hanging out with us in the background, making sure we keep this thing afloat. And we're going to get a little saucy tonight, Kramer, so we're going to need you to really make sure uh, you keep me and Rocky in check, and you keep us under control tonight, because man, what a football game. What a football game, Rocky. And we're celebrating, we're celebrating, the Kansas City Chiefs going back to their third Super Bowl in four seasons. Holy hell, Rocky, what a football game. I was not comfortable with anything throughout the entirety of this football game, but it all works out. The defense stepped up. They made plays. Rookies all over the place making plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, The offense totally falling apart and all of the wide receivers getting hurt. Patrick Mahomes on one leg, and they still figure it out. They still do enough to finally cross the Cincinnati Bengals off their list. They win twenty-three to twenty on the game-winning Harrison Butker field goal, and the Kansas City Chiefs will take on the Philadelphia Eagles in Super Bowl Fifty Seven. What what a performance! What a game, man!
2: (laughs) Oh, hey Kansas City, I got one two words for you: one and three, baby. One and three, (laughs) yeah. How you like them apples, Cincinnati? You know, I'm wearing black today to put to rest every single dead misconception about this matchup. Oh my God. You... Okay. Tommy Townsend can't hold the ball. He held the ball when we need him to. Harrison Bucker's injured, kicks the ball when we need him to. Patrick Mahomes, the most gutty performance you've ever seen. And let's talk about our defense. Chris Jones. Chris Jones last year said we'd be in the Super Bowl if I would have finished that sack. Guess what, Kansas City? Chris Jones finished three times. One, two, three. Three times in this game, and he would have had a couple more if they hadn't thrown the ball away. Your Kansas City Chiefs had the most gutty, like heartfelt performance I've ever seen them play. Patrick Mahomes scrambling to get the first down at the end of the game and then picking up the 15 on the backside. Oh my gosh, we're going to another Mother F and Super Bowl, Kansas City. <laughs> On the, on the back of Patrick Mahomes when they said he can't play on a high ankle sprain. He's not going to be able to do it. Oh, Travis Kelsey's a game-time decision because he has a he has back spasms. But guess what? Heart of a champion in these guys. These guys have no quit in them. I said all week long that the greatest players in history step up when it's on the line and they set their legacy. Legacies were defined tonight on that football field. Dave Tobes said, guess what? There's not a single rookie on this team because it's the postseason. And you had an entire what? season to play. But guess what? Every single rookie stepped up today. Why? Because we have no rookies on this team. What do we have? Grizzled veterans who've been playing, who played 17 games this year. And they all showed up today. They, picked, they, they turned over the ball three times. Jalen Watson. Oh, my God. Brian Cook. Oh, my God. George carlotta has got a snack. Sweet Jesus. We're in the Super Bowl. Life is good. Let me hear you, Kansas City. Uh- oh my god i mean
1: let me take a sip of this beer for a second and collect myself because i've been an absolute wreck uh since the fourth quarter of this football game started i have been falling apart uh, i've been jumping for joy i've been screaming at the top of my lungs probably uh Probably causing noise complaints. And now there's fireworks going off all over Kansas City. My dog's freaking out right behind me. I don't know if you guys can hear. Man, unbelievable, unbelievable run. We got plenty to talk about on tonight's Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. We got plenty of coverage for your Super Bowl bound Kansas City Chiefs at arrowheadpride.com. What an unbelievable run this team! is on Rocky. It was ugly today. It wasn't great. Um, They still over the last two seasons, there's been four games between the Kansas city chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals, And none of those games has been decided by more than three points, which is, which is absolutely astounding, which is absolutely insane in the modern day NFL for any two teams to have this many contests in a row that are this tight that come down to That microscopic level of decision making and mistakes and calls and flags and whatever, like everything about the game came down to this. And, man, we got to start with this Kansas City Chiefs defense. I want to get into Patrick Mahomes and the legacy and the legend and everything that he did today and everything that he's done throughout his entire career and why it was totally absurd that everyone was ready to anoint Joe Burrow as the new king of the AFC. But we have to start with this Kansas City Chiefs defense, Rocky. They were spectacular today. Just unbelievable. This was what we talked about at ArrowheadPride.com. All week, This is what we talked about all season long and the difference maker in the postseason is whether or not you can get stops and get off the field and the Chiefs defense from start to finish today. It wasn't always pretty. It wasn't always perfect, but man did Chris Jones eat man did Chris Jones get that first playoff sack and Chris Jones was absolutely dominant from start to finish the Chiefs defensive line was absolutely dominant from start to finish. Man, it's it, it, this game might wind up getting lost in the shuffle down the line, depending on what happens, uh, you know, with the Chiefs and the Eagles in the Super Bowl. But this was the most impressive defensive performance I've seen from the Kansas City Chiefs in a long, long time. That defensive line stepped up to the task. Spag stepped up to the task. This secondary, just riddled with rookies across the board, stepped up to the task. What an unbelievable! an incredibly impressive win by the Kansas City Chiefs just fighting through so much throughout this entire game injuries just out the ass Rocky and I'll get into all that stuff sorry I'm still floating right now what an unbelievable win by this Kansas City Chiefs team what an unbelievable run they are on right now and I'm so thankful that I'm getting to hang out with you guys and talk to you guys about this football game because man it's this isn't something you can take for granted. This, this isn't something you can – you can't act like this is regular life, man. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to their third Super Bowl in four seasons.
2: Oh, my God. Steven Serta, everybody who's listening out there today, it's been a long season, man. It hasn't always been pretty. But you know what? I kind of feel like this this Chiefs season is a little bit like like myself in a, in an essence where when my wife's like mother – my mother-in-law asked her, she said – Listen, it's it's not always he's not always much to look at, but he comes through when I need him. And that's exactly what this Chiefs team did today. They came through when we needed them to. Oh my God. I, I literally I don't even have words for how proud I am to be a Chiefs fan and to be on this on this broadcast with you. Injuries out the ass. You're telling me, Steven Serta. I mean, Marcus Kemp was on the field getting meaningful reps in this game, <laughs> trying to catch a couple targets. MVS sure. was our number one wide receiver. Oh my gosh, he made some plays. You know, uh, Pacheco was actually in and out of the game with a few. He was banged up. We had Sky Moore. Hello, everybody. Sky Moore. Let me say it one more time. Sky Moore, setting us up for the field goal with a massive kick return when he didn't fumble the ball. Like, oh, my gosh, did you put that on your bingo card? If you said in the fourth quarter you needed a big play, a big kick return out of Sky Moore for the Chiefs to be able to set up for a field goal to go to the Super Bowl, what would be the likelihood that you'd put money on that, right? Like, like this is a guy who essentially got booed out of a kick returning position and, and, and the Chiefs had to trade for Darius Tony to take over his role. And then when the chips were down, he came through big as hell. Oh, my effing God, big as hell. Sky Moore, young man, we salute you for taking us to the mother-effing Super Bowl. Woo! Just an absolutely
1: unreal performance from everyone involved, the Kansas City Chiefs, and Rocky, it was was dire for a little bit during this football game. Patrick Mahomes fumbles a snap, and it looks like, in the third quarter, and it looks like, man, we've seen this before. We've seen this second-half performance from this Kansas City Chiefs team, and it felt like... We've seen this road before we've gone down this road. We've seen all of this happen to this team against this Cincinnati Bengals team. And it didn't matter today. The defense did everything you could have possibly hoped for them. And I don't want to talk about the Super Bowl tonight because we'll have two weeks to break down and discuss how everything uh, is going to match up. And the Kansas City Chiefs chances in taking on the Philadelphia Eagles, who are absolutely one of the best Teams in the entire NFL this season, but just an unbelievably gutty performance. We saw Kadarius Tony leave this game injured. We saw Juju Smith Schuster leave this game injured. We saw McCole Hardman leave this game injured. We saw Lajarius Sneed leave this game injured. There's Pete Sweeney. And and Patrick Mahomes is out there running around on one leg and making still finding ways to make enough plays. And Patrick Mahomes like he ends the game with like a pretty impressive stat line, like throwing for over 300 yards and like at no point in this game where you like Patrick Mahomes is operating at a hundred percent efficiency. Like he did not look particularly good, especially in the second half of this game where you saw him multiple times getting up, limping around, his mobility was bad and it, it was just a struggle, but man, That's exactly how you want this game to go, though, because these are the kinds of games the Chiefs have lost over the last several years. The games where they've gotten a bad reputation is like kind of being this soft football team. And we just saw Cincinnati totally push around and bully the Buffalo Bills, where which, you know, they're another AFC powerhouse. They're another team. That's supposed to give you a lot of problems and the Cincinnati Bengals absolutely dominated the bills. And so for the chiefs to come in and say, dude, we're done with this. We're done with everything that you guys were talking this week. We're done with burrow head. We're done with the Cincinnati Bengals and just say, all right, we're going to come at you with everything that we got. And we're going to try to be as physical as you guys are. And we're going to hit Joe burrow as early and as often as we can just one of the most I- incredible and impressive defensive performances I- I've seen from this Kansas City Chiefs team that I can ever think of, man! It, what an unbelievable game by them! Like I-, I cannot credit Spags enough. I cannot credit the defensive line enough. I cannot credit that young secondary enough for everything that they did in this football game. Just an unbelievably gutsy performance from the Kansas City Chiefs across the entire board in their entirety. And you even mentioned the sky more return, <laughs> like. I was like, why is Sky back there returning kicks? What is going on here? And he rips off a big return at the end of the game to set them up in good position. Man, it was just
2: unbelievable, gutsy performance from this Kansas City Chiefs team. Oh my God. I mean, hats off to Brett Veach for this draft class. Are you kidding me? Like Brett Veach saw what happened in the AFC Championship game last year and he went out and said, guess what? We don't have enough size and length on the outside to match up with the Bengals. You know, we we see teams all the time draft and build their teams to beat the Chiefs, right? You know, the the Bengals have built their team to beat the Chiefs. The Bills have beaten their team to beat the Chiefs. But guess what? The Chiefs went out and they built their defense to beat the Bengals. The Chiefs went out and drafted Isaiah Pacheco because they needed somebody that, when the game was on the line and it was third and one, that he could they could just smash mouth, hit him in the hit him in the face. And and get that a hard yard, or to or to bounce it outside and get that extra, you know, ten yards like he got at the end of the game. Like Isaiah Pacheco was drafted for games like today, you know. And and all of this, all this Burrowhead talk. Yeah, sure, fine. Yeah. Welcome to Burrowhead. Hey, guess what, Mayor of Cincinnati, the paternity <laughs> test came back saying that that Mahomes is that he is not yeah. Mahomes' daddy. That we know who Mahomes' daddy is. His name is Pat Mahomes Senior. Thank you very much, sir.
1: Listen, is it a silky pat?
2: (laughs) I I think we can agree
1: that the mayor of Cincinnati is the guy who looks the worst in all of this. (laughs) Like, like even Bengals fans were like, "Dude, you're a public official. Get it together!" (laughs) Like, like this is all good fun. This is what we do on Twitter and social media and sports fandom. Like, as far as we're concerned, you're not even a Bengals fan. Like, get out of here, dude. Uh, but we got to dive into the offensive performance. I feel like we spent the first 14 minutes of the show, just kind of celebrating and and raving about the performance as we should incredible season. um, in a year where the chiefs had the biggest roster overhaul that they have had in the Patrick Mahomes era, and you had to have rookie players thrust into significant roles in, in a way that you weren't necessarily expecting them to be early on in the season, man, Absolutely insane! A- absolutely insane that you are headed to a- another Super Bowl now. But I, I want to start kind of diving into the defensive side of the ball and-, and everything that worked here, and we'll get into the offensive side of the ball because there was there was a lot of impressive things about the offensive performance today. Obviously the injuries are going to come up huge and there's a bunch of red flags about that moving forward. But now you know that they've at least got a bye week in between the super bowl and they've got some time to try to get healthy and make sure that these guys are good to go uh, ahead of this massive game against the Philadelphia Eagles. But we already talked about it quite a bit, you know, just from the jump, you could tell this chief's defensive line, Was not playing with Cincinnati anymore. And, you know, and and credit to the Bengals because they're missing three starting offensive linemen. Like they rebuilt that offensive line in the offseason. And it wasn't necessarily like an elite unit, but it was better than the unit that they were fielding last season when they beat the Chiefs twice. When they and they beat the Chiefs earlier this season when that offensive line was healthy. And now it's not. But that was a matchup that you absolutely had to dominate coming into this game. There was no excuses about it. We saw last week in the So game against Buffalo where Cincinnati said, well, Joe Burrow just going to get rid-, rid of it in two seconds every time. It's just going to be quick read, quick read, quick read, and we're going to run the ball. And we're just not going to give those Buffalo Bills pass rushers an opportunity to make an impact and to get after Joe Burrow. They tried to do that early in this game. It was a lot of quick stuff from Cincinnati. It it was get rid of the ball as fast as possible. Try not to let them apply pressure on Joe Burrow. And it didn't matter because all the trash talk, everything that that they gave this Kansas city chiefs team, the super bowl champion team, like it's not like these guys haven't been there before. Like they gave them a lot of bullets and board material this week. And the chiefs defensive line stepped up, man. They revamped the pass rush. And it was so much better this season, but you still needed them to show that they could do it when it mattered the most, especially Chris Jones. I'm so happy that Chris Jones got that playoff sack uh, off of his back and that he finally got it and was just an absolute monster, was just a total wrecking machine throughout this entire game. Even if he wasn't sacking Joe Burrow, He was blowing plays up left and right. Like they did not have an answer for Chris Jones. It didn't matter if they were double teaming him. Chris Jones was getting off the ball as fast as I've seen him get off the ball all season. He wanted this one bad. And I think that he was the biggest difference maker in the
2: game for the Kansas city chiefs. Chris Jones was the game MVP hands down. Like there wasn't a single player on the field, including Patrick Mahomes that was playing at Chris Jones's level today. There's there's a case Uh, to be made that with an injured Mahomes, Chris Jones was the best player on the field today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, better than anybody else, and, and I hats off to Steve Spagnuolo for the game plan that he came in with because because one thing that the Bengals did a lot against the Chiefs last year is they mixed up their pressure combinations. Like they would, they would, they would rush three linemen and then rush two two linebackers and drop a lineman back in coverage. And the Chiefs did a lot of that today. Chiefs did a lot of switching back guys back into zone or showing blitz and then dropping the guy back, and it in a confused Burrow more than once and got into Burrow's head where he didn't quite know what coverage was coming at him and and ha- Spagnolo called probably the best postseason Spagnolo game Spagnolo's called since he beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I mean, this was this was a class in blitz out of Spagnolo today. And then on top of that, the assignment sound defense that the linebackers and the corner and the slot corners played on those short plays out to the boundary where they tried to set up those wide receiver screens. They tried to set up the little, little swing passes to the running back. And you saw the cornerbacks get off of their blocks, or you saw the linebackers shoot the gap and play assignment sound football, play 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 pursuit football and shut off those running lanes that are usually there on those short wide receiver screens to stop them for maybe a two yard gain or a three yard gain and setting it up as a second and eight instead of second and three, Multiple times throughout this game, and that was a real difference maker. You know, there were multiple times in this game where the Bengals found themselves in bad, down and distance situations. Yeah, they made some plays against the defense on some bad, down and distance situations, but the fact that we were able to put them in those situations consistently kept the pressure on the Bengals' offense to have to make those plays. And when they were facing the amount of pressure that they were facing again from the front, but not really nearly as they did the last time we matched up with them.
1: Yeah, man. It it was just such an impressive performance from Steve Spagnuolo in this defensive unit. They sacked Joe Burrow five times after virtually in, in the previous three matchups, like could not sack him, could not put pressure on him to save their lives. And they come out and they absolutely dominate. George Karloftis gets a sack. Frank Clark gets a sack. Mike Dana, was a force on the defensive line today. Like Mike Dana was making impact plays and they, they just defensively up front. This was the exact kind of performance we knew they needed to have. And man, they stepped up to the task and they stepped up to it in a way that there was multiple times throughout this game where the offense couldn't stay on the field. And you were like, just waiting for the defense to fold, waiting for the defense to fold. And you know, that big third down uh, catch to Jamar chase where he's in double coverage and you're like, all right, this is the start. <laughs> like this is the start of the end for the can't Chiefs. I've been down this road before with this team and this Cincinnati Bengals offense. And they just were able to hold it off in a way that was absolutely incredible. And, and- Losing LeJaria Sneed early in this game is going to be something that probably winds up being a little bit lost in this contest because the Chiefs won. But you lose the most versatile member of your secondary early on in the game to a concussion. And Joshua Williams has to come in and step up and make plays. And Rocky, I like Joshua Williams. I think that Joshua Williams has a chance to be a, a significant role player on this Chiefs defense. But when he has been thrust into action for long periods of time this season, Joshua Williams has not been very good for the defense. Like Joshua Williams has seriously struggled. And so to see him get the pick where, you know, Brian Cook comes up with the deflection, Joshua Williams is able to come up with the interception. Just an incredible moment for him to come up with a pick in in that big of a game and that big of a moment in the fourth quarter of the AFC championship game. Remarkable play for him. Jalen Watson gets another pick this unbelievable sec- seventh round rookie who is going to be a starting member of the Kansas city Chiefs secondary next season. And to do all of this without the best cornerback on your team in the game. And you've got Trent McDuffie and Jalen Watson and-, and Joshua Williams out there making plays over and over again. Just incredible. Like it- it's insane. Like this is not where we would have thought this secondary would have been in the AFC championship game to start the season. And what they've gotten out of this rookie draft class is absolutely unreal. I already mentioned this was the biggest roster overhaul they had ever gone through in the Patrick Mahomes era. And, you know, normal draft classes, if you get, like, two guys that are contributors, you're like, oh, that was a solid draft class. And, you know, maybe other rotational guys you can mix in here and there. The Chiefs have... Players like the Chiefs got players out of this draft class, and these are guys that you hope are going to get better and make a difference for your defense moving forward, especially on that side of the ball. And we'll still see what they get out of Sky More. I still think that Sky Moore can be a really good player, but an incredible rookie class that came up so huge on the biggest stage, just an unbelievable defensive performance. I, I don't know how much else I can say about the defense. We can move to the offensive side of the ball, but man they're easily the
2: biggest storyline and they're easily the reason the Chiefs are headed back to another Super Bowl. Well, one quick thing about the defense too with the secondary is you saw Brian Cook get kind of roasted on that on that double move up downfield by by Jamar Chase. They tried to run back to that on that interception and Brian Cook, God bless him, previous secondary combinations that we've had in Kansas city would have gotten roasted twice on that play on that same play. And we would have been sitting there saying, you got roasted on the same play twice in the same game. But Brian cook learned from the first play. He was there. He got his head turned around, got his hand on the ball and tipped it up to Joshua Williams. Now, Joshua Williams, like you said, he's going to be a fine player, but the chiefs went out and drafted him specifically, I think for Jamar chase. I mean, Jamar Chase is a great wide receiver. He's not a blazing speed guy. Joshua Williams is not a blazing speed guy. But Joshua Williams has the size to match up against Jamar Chase. So as Joshua Williams continues to develop and become a better player, I think this future is actually kind of bright for this Jamar Chase matchup because the Chiefs have the length on the outside to, to, stop, to stop Jamar Chase and T Higgins moving forward. I mean, Trent McDuffie, he's not the biggest player in the world, but he got up in Joe Burrow's passing lane twice and deflected two, two key passes in this game. I mean, so this secondary, I think as they just continue to mature and develop, I mean, we're going to have a lockdown secondary over the next couple of years, Steve.
1: I hope so. Uh, I hope so. Cause man. There's no way you take Jalen Watson in the seventh round and think that that guy's going to come up with an interception in the AFC championship game for you. Not as a rookie anyway. So like, there's no way you drafted Jalen. I don't care what Brett beach says. There's no way you drafted Jalen Watson in the seventh round and said, that guy's going to come up with not only an AFC championship game interception, but also a clutch interception in the divisional round against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like just, unreal remarkable job from this defense and man they're they're gonna have to do it in the super bowl uh, against a very very tough philadelphia eagles team but we'll have plenty of time to talk ab- about everything with that game i want to get into the offensive side of the ball because i feel like we have not talked about the offense very much at all so far in this arrowhead pride rapid reaction show but uh the the chiefs offense really early in the game they looked really good I thought. You know, Patrick Mahomes was moving around fairly well. He wasn't running, he was trying to kind of stay in the pocket and, and try to get rid of the ball because obviously the the mobility is hindered with the ankle injury. But early on in the game, they were moving the football. They were making it look like they were getting chunk plays and getting up and down the field. They just couldn't get in the end zone. And so they have to settle for two field goals. And against this Bengals team, you're like, well, that's devastating. You can't settle for field goals against them. Like, you got to put up points. And then they finally get into the end zone and it's an aggressive play call by Andy Reed and Andy Reed had his clock management gaffes in this game. He had, he had some situational football calls in this game that made you question whether or not the Chiefs should be in it, but it all worked out in the end. And that fourth and one touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey winds up being one of the biggest plays of the game for the Kansas city chiefs. Cause it finally gets them on the board. It feels like, they're kind of at that point in the game it kind of felt like they're kind of hanging on for dear life against the Bengals just we got to figure it out we got to figure it out we got to try to fu- we got to try to put points on the board i almost just said the f word um, but we got to put points on the board and mahomes fourth and one rolls out finds kelsey kelsey in the end zone just such an important key moment of the football game for this offense and and, and I think that even when the offense was struggling later on in the football game, I, I'm willing to put that more on the injuries and, and just the way things piled up in this football game for the Kansas City Chiefs and the way they had to fight through all of that offensively. But that Kelsey fourth and one touchdown it is going to be the thing that I'm going to remember for a long time out of this football game.
2: Oh, 100%. I mean, that was like, here's the thing with Mahomes today Mahomes was not 100%. I mean, that's that's a given. But guess what? Even though he was injured, he was gutty enough that he made enough plays when he had to. That pass to, to MVS in the end zone, that touchdown pass, that was that was amazing. That that you already mentioned the um the pass to Kelsey. And then that last scramble to seal the game where he picked up the 15 yards on the back end. I mean, it was I mean, you saw a guy who, even though he made a mistake and he fumbled the ball, like you saw a guy that was determined to will his team to victory. Now, the offense did not win this game. Kansas City, like there's no illusion there. Mahomes played as gutty and tough of a performance as we could expect out of him, especially with the receivers he was given and the injuries that the Chiefs had. But the defense won this game. But the offense did enough. The offense did enough to, to score enough points that the defense could cover them. And that's and that's all you needed in this situation. And, and it's and it's it's all you could ask for in this situation, considering the situation considering everything that had, had happened. Before before then. And you know, we
1: can we'll have plenty of conversations about Kadarius tony in the offseason. Um, I think that Kadarius Tony could be a special player for the Kansas City Chiefs. Him going down with an injury, you hate to see it. You hope that he can find a way to be healthy for the Super Bowl. Uh, after everything that he's gone through so early in his career, but that's kind of been the red flag on him so far in only his second season in the NFL, is he can't stay on the field. And Now this is the second time in his stint with the Kansas city chiefs where he's been injured and left a game and not come back. Um, So that's worrisome. That that's something you got to think about. I I think the juju injury is something that could wind up being a a huge impact injury on this team moving forward. And, you know, we saw Marcus Kemp get significant snaps in this game. That's not the situation you want to be in now. Granted, Justin Watson was inactive and that's after he missed Friday's practice with an illness. So I think the chiefs were just being a little bit cautious and they thought we've got McColl available. We've got Kadarius, Tony, we've got some depth there. And so they were like, we're okay. Sitting him in this game. I would have to imagine he would be a guy who would be available for the Super Bowl, but then you have all these injuries and now all of a sudden you're a little bit worried about this group of pass catchers. And you know, Travis Kelsey comes in the game with back spasms and he's a game time decision. And they did enough. It, it's, it doesn't feel like they should have won this football game based on all of the injuries that they were dealing with offensively. And where we saw multiple times in this game, Patrick Mahomes was legitimately playing on one leg. Like he, he was, it, it was, it, it was it was messing with the way that he throws the football. Like it it, it was messing with his timing, it was messing with how he plants and how he wants to distribute his weight when he lets go of the football. And so we saw multiple times this game where it's affecting that, where it takes away his mobility and that magic when he escapes the pocket and creates plays. Like that's a dynamic part of this offense that I think covers up a lot of the sometimes questionable decisions by Andy Reid. And so we saw Mahomes not be able to cover up those questionable calls by andy in this game but it didn't matter because he was still able to make enough plays they come out in the second half three and out immediately out of the gate and you're like oh again i've seen this before against this Bengals team this doesn't feel great and the offense kind of floundering and not looking good and then they finally put a drive together and are able to get down the field they're helped by some flags a little bit but then You have the MVS touchdown from Patrick Mahomes. That was obviously one of the biggest moments of the game. And Mahomes, again, with pressure coming in around him, and we'll get into the offensive line here in a second, delivers a ridiculous throw to Marquez Valdez Scantling for a touchdown who had the game of his life today, stepping up with all of these wide receiver injuries. Mahomes delivers a laser that, again, just highlights why he is the best player in the world and we don't need to have these conversations about him and Joe Burrow anymore. It's, it's Joe Burrow, it's Josh Allen, it's everybody else. Patrick Mahomes is at the top. Everybody else is way behind him. And that touchdown pass just highlights like what he can do off of one leg is absurd. And when he is fully healthy, he is without a doubt the best player in football.
2: Oh, 100%. He's without a doubt the best player in football. And the fact that he's that he played as well as he did tonight, considering the injury that he had, it's nothing short of heroic. Um, and we see a lot of people talking in the comments section right now about the the refing and the penalties and, and everything else. Guess what? there was bad calls on both sides, on both sides, you know, uh, there's, so there's no, there's nowhere to go there. I mean, and the whole thing is, is that if you really want to talk about it, let's talk about your offensive line cheating before the snap all game long and not getting called for, for false starts. I mean, there was at least six no calls on false starts throughout the entire game because your offensive line was getting beat so badly by our front four. And so if you want to talk about bad refing, it was on both sides today. And so the chiefs aren't in the Super Bowl because of the referees. The Chiefs were in the Super Bowl, if you want to be honest, because your defensive player... Hit Mahomes out of bounds stupidly and put us into field goal range. There's nobody to blame for the Chiefs making that field goal and the Chiefs being in the Super Bowl than the Bengals defense team to scramble and, and make that play happen. But that was a have at the worst moment by one of your players. So if you want to get in the comment section and talk about the flags, talk about your guy who who totally fine.
1: Yeah, there, there was just so many key moments in, in this football game where. You know, in the past against the Bengals, I I feel like uh, every play you remember is something negative about the Kansas City Chiefs. Last year in the AFC Championship game, the fourth and goal uh, right before the end of the half or, or right before the end of the first half, where it feels like that was like the unravel moment for the entire Chiefs the rest of the game. And. This game was just different. You had a lot of new faces across the board on offense and defense, but those new faces stepped up and made such huge plays. They stepped up and this team has gotten by at times over the last couple of years, just saying, well, we got Patrick Mahomes. He's always going to give us an opportunity to win a football game. And there's been times where you feel like, maybe you're not getting the best effort from some of these guys because they know Patrick Mahomes will go out and do something incredible and something heroic. And it felt like it all finally came back around where they said this time, this game, this AFC championship game against the Cincinnati Bengals, the rest of the team said, we got you, Pat, we will, we will pick up and we will carry you. We will make this happen. We will go back to another Super Bowl." And I don't think that there's a play that highlights it better from this football game. Then Isaiah Pacheco's angry run. Uh, it, it, it was a short screen pass from Patrick Mahomes. Uh, looked like kind of a broken play where Mahomes just had to dump the ball off as fast as possible because he was under pressure getting sacked. Dumps it off to Isaiah Pacheco. And Isaiah Pacheco should have gotten tackled after like a two-yard gain. But no, man, the thing that makes him such a fun player is he just says, no, <laughs> no, you're not going to tackle me with that kind of effort you better bring it because I am a train and I'm going to try to run through you. And I I don't think there's a play that better highlights this performance from the chiefs all around than this Isaiah Pacheco run in the fourth quarter.
2: Oh, especially at the end of the play, the end of the play when he, when there's two guys coming on the sideline to try to bring him, bring him down. He lowers his head and he fights forward for an extra yard. You know, I mean, what is it in the game, in the movie, any given Sunday, it's a game of inches, right? You got to fight for that extra inch. And that kind of seemed like what the Chiefs were doing, either on offense or defense today. They were fighting for that small, minuscule advantage that that, that was going to be, if you stack them up just enough, that you would be able to kick, what, a 54-yard field goal to win the game and send you to the Super Bowl. The Chiefs did just enough small things right. They did a lot of big things bad. I mean, let's be honest. Like you know, that Mahomes fumble was bad. That throwing the ball three times when you off of a turnover and then giving yeah. the ball back to the Bengals on when the you're, wrong you're side of the backs
1: t- on one leg, yeah,
2: on the wrong side of the two minute warning as well. So you essentially give them an extra timeout so they can drive down and put points on the board. Those were bad. They did a lot of big things bad, but they did even more small things right. And they did enough of those small things right that they were able to stack them together. And at the end of the game. They had an opportunity to kick the ball and go to the Super Bowl, and they made that kick. They 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 did enough, and they made the kick at the end. And I mean, we've said it before, but we're in the mother effing Super Bowl, baby. The Chiefs <laughs> are in the mother effing Super Bowl, and can nobody take it away from us. Let's
1: celebrate Kansas City. I hear the fireworks still going off in the background at my house. Um, I'm sure the drinks are flowing. Uh, The Kansas City Chiefs are headed to their third Super Bowl in four seasons. Absolutely unreal performance. Such a gutty performance. And we talked about all last week, like, you know, that was the guttiest performance of Patrick Mahomes' career. I think this was the guttiest performance of everyone else on the Chiefs' team career. Now, like, obviously, it was a gutty performance by Patrick Mahomes fighting through the injury to be available in this game and to still come out on top. But it does just feel like it was one of the rare moments during this Patrick Mahomes can see Chiefs' run where the team said, we got you, Pat. Like, like we know that you carry us more often than not. We know that you cover up a lot of our inefficiencies and a lot of the bad mistakes that we make. And today we got you and it wasn't perfect, but they gave the Cincinnati Bengals enough problems to finally get that done to finally get that off the list, to finally prove that they are the best team in the AFC and that they deserve to be recognized as the best team in the AFC and that Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the entire NFL. And you know we'll see how the Super Bowl goes. There's, there's still plenty of time for us to discuss and break down that game and, and decide how we feel about it over the next couple of weeks. We'll have plenty of content for you at arrowheadpride.com over the next two weeks, breaking down every aspect in every area of this Eagles matchup it's the Andy Reed bowl. Uh, that's going to be an incredible storyline leading into this game, but let's just, it's the Kelsey
2: brother bowl as well.
1: Yes. That that's another layer to this thing. That's going to be an incredible lead up. There's going to be all kinds of Travis, Kelsey, Jason, Kelsey content over the next couple of weeks. This was my dream matchup for the super bowl. I'm very excited for this. I'm very excited to see how the Kansas city chiefs fare against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, if you're in the comments section, you can try to sneak in a couple of more over the last couple of minutes. We're going to wrap this thing up, but hashtag AP Rapid Reaction. If you want us to uh, get into some of your observations from the football game, I also want to remind you guys: we'll have all the post-game press conferences immediately following the show. If you're listening to us on the podcast page, but again, Kansas City Chiefs win twenty-three to twenty. Fifth straight AFC Championship game at Arrowhead Stadium. Kansas City Chiefs' third Super Bowl in four seasons. They are once again after an off season where we saw multiple teams across the league go all in to take down Patrick Mahomes, to take down this Kansas City Chiefs team, and once again, they just sit atop the AFC. It's, it's an unbelievable run that we really have to appreciate while we're in the middle of it because as long as we have Patrick Mahomes, we think that this is life and this is something that we should be doing every year, but this has been absolutely insane.
2: It's been absolutely insane. And I mean, for a season that started out with everybody saying the chiefs weren't going to be the same without Tyree kill. I mean, for the, for the offense to come to where it's at now for the defense to step up and be a completely different defense than we've seen in years past. I mean, just the, the, the whole team just remade itself over the course of a season. And now they look a lot more balanced than they have in years past. They were top heavy last year. Now, they're pretty solid from top to bottom as long as they're healthy. It's that this has an opportunity
1: and you know whether they can finish this thing off with the Super Bowl win this year or not. This has an opportunity to be one of those monumental moments where we look back here over the next few years, depending on you know how the offense goes, how how the moves go. Like there's obviously a lot of variables that you can't factor in right now. But what you got out of this draft class this season like this has an opportunity to be one of those monumental seasons that we look back in a few years and we talk about like, Oh, maybe this is the best chiefs team of the Patrick Mahomes era. We're going to look back directly to this draft class and all of the difference makers that they added in a single class, all of the playmakers that they added to this team that were able to come up and make plays as rookies is insane. It's not something that's common in the NFL. Like you normally get, One or two rookies that can make uh, significant plays over their first season in the NFL, but that's not. This isn't common. This is not what happens across the league. And so, Brett Veach deserves credit this season. Uh, He that deserves to be acknowledged because Jalen Watson was a guy that a lot of teams passed on. Isaiah Pacheco was a guy that a lot of teams passed on. George Karloftis. has looked like he can be a difference maker for this team moving forward. Brian Cook is going to have an opportunity to be a role player for this team moving forward. Just an insane season, an insane draft class, and in a year where everyone sold out to try to go beat Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs are still here, Rocky. Just absolutely insane,
2: Ron. I'm just baffled and, and trying to glow and soak it all in right now listen it's a long arduous journey to get to this point but the dust settles yeah we're beaten yeah we're battered but we're still standing baby and there's not another team in the afc that can say that they it's it's almost like the end of raging bull where he goes hey ray hey ray you never knocked me down ray you never (laughs) knocked me down that's kind of how i feel about the chiefs right now you never knocked us down you tried you hit us a bunch we got hurt but you never knocked us down ray um, apparently the commenters are all
1: arguing about referees and no calls and whatnot. So no comments, uh, at the end of tonight's arrowhead pride, rapid reaction show, but we're celebrating Kansas city. The chiefs are headed to Arizona for super bowl 57 to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Absolutely incredible win from Patrick Mahomes and the entire team. The defense stepped up. Everything worked out for the Kansas City Chiefs this season. And let's hope that they can finish things off with another Super Bowl ring. That's what we're all looking forward to. But what an unbelievable run by this Kansas City Chiefs team. Thank you guys for listening to the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show all season. Uh, We love doing this thing for you. I I love getting to chat with Rocky and hang out with Kramer and everybody each and every week. Unreal run that we are on right now with the Kansas City Chiefs. Make sure you're locked into ArrowheadPride.com. All throughout the next couple of weeks, we'll have everything covered for you. Every aspect of this year's Super Bowl. We'll have everything covered for you on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. So please make sure, as always, that you subscribe, rate, and review. You can follow Rocky on Twitter at Rocky Pagani. You can follow Kramer at Kramer Talks. I'm Steven Serta. That's where you can find me. We will talk to you guys this week at Arrowhead Pride with plenty of Chiefs and Eagles Super Bowl content. Once again, thank you for listening to the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. The Kansas City Chiefs are headed to their third Super Bowl in four seasons after a 23-20 to win over the Cincinnati Bengals. After the game, we heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, defensive lineman Chris Jones, general manager Brett Veach, and CEO and team owner Clark Hunt. We'll go on that order, starting with head coach Andy Reid.
3: Um, I'm proud of him for... For everything they've done, great for the city. Our fans were unbelievable. Um, Bucker, I mean, what a redemption story! He comes back and, after a high ankle sprain, has kind of moved his season a different direction than he wanted for a period there, and he came back and just knocked it out. Sky Moore, uh, who had the drops early, was called on to go out there and return, and he did a he did a great job. Um, with a, you know, what ended up sealing uh, MVS, uh, had a had a nice day, uh, as did all those all the receivers. Uh, we only had three of them, so by the end, so they all did nice. Our young secondary, uh, two of them got interceptions, and uh, and six helped cause the interception for uh, for twenty three. So I mean, it was a great deal. Chris Jones had a, an unbelievable game along with Frank Clark. I mean. Uh, constantly in the backfield uh, and just busted their tail. I mean, it was, I mean, what a performance they had. So, and I mean, I could keep going. I, I'm sure I'm missing people here, but I'm proud of all of them, man. They they did a great job. So, anyways, with that, time's yours. You didn't mention Patrick
4: Mahomes and his gritty performance
5: coming off the you know, week
3: from the high school How festival. was his performance to you? I think I did. You just didn't hear me. I mean, we can't replay it right like the commercial. can't do that. Herbie Doug got it um, Yeah, so but listen he was it was pure grit he and Kels um, But for Pat to do what he did and then to have that run at the end uh, I, mean, I can't say enough. He he is the MVP in my eyes Yeah, listen. I, uh, our guys did a great job of not going that direction. Um, I, you know, the, their mayor, their mayor said it all, and uh, you know, so I'm glad our mayor just did what he did. And uh, so, um, I, yeah, some people heard it. And you alluded to this a little bit, but there was one sequence where Patrick
5: got looked like he aggravated the ankle a little bit. Nicole got hurt. Juju had just come off. You guys turn that into a touchdown drive is that a little bit of a inflection point of the game but
3: are going to have to show that grit then yeah yeah I would say yes I mean that first of all that's a great football team and i um, they, they've done a heck of a job there turning that thing around that quarterback uh, is a heck of a player so um, yeah but for our guys to grit up like that uh, it was beautiful beautiful thing to do and do it at home
6: was there a point where you this week
3: that not only was not going to play, but he was going to play well as well. well? He gave me no opportunity to not think that he wasn't going to play. I mean, he he didn't, never missed a snap. And um, I, I just, uh, our, our players, our team, uh, coaches, were all lucky to have him in that position in uh, the mindset, that, that whole mindset. So it carries over to everybody. <clears throat> and there was no denying that he was I mean, you know, there's no question he was going to play. So. Was there a moment where
6: you saw <clears also throat> maybe from him on the, on the practice field that let you to believe he was going to be okay tonight, but not just play? But play
3: yeah, like well, I know. mean, he he went out and practiced, yeah. So, I mean, he pushed off of that thing, and, uh, you know, he did all the stuff. And he he lived in the training room. I mean, Rick Burkholder and, and uh, uh, Julie, I mean, the the job that they did with him of – getting him ready and and him spending all the time you know uh, i'm sure he went home and his wife was probably working on it too so i mean it was everybody uh taking a you know taking concern for him Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, the perseverance, I mean, that's important in this game. The toughness, mental toughness is such a big part of this game. And uh, to get to this level here, I mean, this is this is pretty pretty spectacular to be able to go back and uh, quite an honor. And the Hunts gave us an opportunity to do that, which is so important. And, and uh, um, give the coaches an opportunity, give Mark and, and Veach an opportunity, you know, myself. So... And all the players, they give, they put us in a position where we can go succeed. And that's, uh, um, you know, and all the guys did a great job. Brett, Brett with the guys that played tonight, I mean, what a tribute to him and his staff for all the great things that they, they've done with these players, young guys. I mean, who, who would have thought this at the beginning of the year, right? I mean, um, I'm sure you all, you know, wrote about it somewhere along the line that we had a lot of new faces, and for everybody to come together like that, that you know, that's satisfying as a coach. Coach, Note we
5: for one more.
3: One, two, three, four.
5: Coach, Note, no, you're just going to want to focus on the game the next two weeks. But this is pretty special. in to play the, the old franchise. What does that mean to you as you look back at your time there as well?
3: Yeah, I had a great time there. So, 14 years, a long time, huh? And um, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for the city. Um, uh, they're passionate. They love football. I can't wait till. Uh, Kansas City and Philly clash. It's going to be it's going to be awesome, man. I mean, what a great what a great Super Bowl will be. Coach, every team is different. Every year is different. How do your emotions compare this year going into Super Bowl compared to the other appearances? <clears throat> yeah, I man. Well, I mean, yeah, being out there was unbelievable. Um, it's, it, there's nothing like winning the championship at home. I mean, that's a that's just a special feeling. Um, uh, you know and not that the super bowl is not i don't want to say that that's that's a pretty good feeling too but um to to be at home and do it it's uh, unbelievable so i'm riding a wave right now as you guys are and um i'll calm down after after i
4: leave yeah. coach uh you guys have had struggled to try to get to borough the last couple of games what was working so well for you guys early to be able to get to it
3: yeah so i i mentioned this to dan uh after the game and what uh, the The players were talking about the game plan, the defensive players, and how they loved it and they were <clears throat> they just thought it was it was going to work and just be they couldn 't wait to get out there and I mean I kept hearing that over and over and that, that you know listen Spaggs did a heck of a job with it I mean, a phenomenal job with it and and his coaches and and the players executed it I mean, It was fun to watch uh, I'm, I have a bird 's eye view of it and uh, they were they were rolling yeah. That's
5: one by. Andy, just obviously, a lot of subplots to meet with the Eagles, but I wonder what you make of the Kelsey
3: versus Kelsey uh, possibilities. Uh, no, but I've invested time in both, <clears throat> both those two, so i I feel like I'm part of the family.
4: <laughs> <Thank you. laughs>
7: I didn't expect to be able to run very much, um, just from the way it felt. But uh, the training staff, Julie, did a great job of uh, getting me enough range of, uh, and mobility that I was able to protect myself. And at the end of the game there, I had to run to, to get the first down. And we were, it got us into field goal range. So uh, uh, credit to them, and then uh, just trying to stay on it. And uh, we have two more weeks, so we gotta keep doing it. Is
6: there a point though you knew, you just sort of felt, uh, hey, I'm, I'm gonna get some things done.
7: Here. Yeah, I, I tried to a couple times in the game where I was trying to get through spots that I usually could get through. Um, and you could see that I didn't have that burst that I usually have. So um, I got the ball out of my hands quickly. I think you saw that. And I threw a few, probably a few more check downs than I usually would throw um, and relied on my teammates to make the plays happen. And that's what they did. Patrick, Patrick there were a couple you of those.
5: Patrick, when you, on the play, you run running left with the third down pass to look.
7: Yeah, it it was, I I think y'all saw it was, I said the stopping was gonna be the hardest part and obviously throwing across your body, you have to plant that right leg and twist across it to throw, so I definitely didn't feel good, I think the worst one was when I fumbled, I like tried to pick it up and I I was probably the worst tweak that I had during the game, but uh, like I said, they got me. They got me close as they could to 100, percent and then um, I just battled through, and I'll have a few more weeks to get it ready. You know, that
5: fumble, you just kind of lost the handle, thinking about yeah, I did, it. Yeah, it was. Through.
7: It wasn't. i was thinking it was wide open. I wasn't throwing to Marquez. They blitzed, and um, so he was going to be wide open, and just slipped right out of my hand. And obviously, I tried to pick it up, and I didn't. Wasn't able to do that. So luckily, it didn't cost us the game because it was a big moment in the game, and our defense stepped up. Um, and got some stops for us there at the end. Patrick, you guys are really good at, at not putting the trash talk in back to the
8: podium.
5: Um, Travis made it obvious that he had heard some of that. Just how inside the locker room is it motivating between you guys to,
7: to kind of
1: gear
5: up
7: um, for this type of, of, of matchup? Yeah, I think guys were probably the most pumped up I'd seen them going into a football game. Uh, a lot of trash talk coming from a lot of different places. I think no one picked us to win. If so, it was like 5% of people. Um, and uh, we think we've built up enough uh, enough respect to to have a chance to go out and win every game. So uh, whenever you feel like you're the underdog, when you're playing at Arrowhead Stadium, uh, it gets guys ready to go. What
6: was it in particular they said? The Burrowhead stuff?
7: Yeah, I mean, you got Burrowhead. I mean, they beat us last time. They were talking about we got to play them. There was a lot of stuff. I mean, the mayor came at me, man. I mean, (laughs) I I understand he's the mayor of Cincinnati, so he has to think about something. But, uh, I mean, it's it's something that you just got to play the football game and then let your play do the talking.
5: Patrick, when you tweaked it earlier, you, when you made that run, did, 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 was that in the back of your mind at all? Like, I don't know if I can push off this way. I got to make this run, or ha- how, did, how did you process that when you went into
7: that run? Um, throughout the game, I think I just try to I try to do whatever I could to, to, to win. And obviously, there was times where you could see that I, it wouldn't let me do what I wanted to, but uh, I was able to do enough in that last play to get the first down and, and, and get myself out of bounds um, and try to give Harrison a chance to win. And uh, obviously, we got the flag and he pushed me <laughs> pushed me pretty late there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was just trying to – the defense had gotten stops for us like the last two drives, and we, we had opportunities to get in field goal range, and we didn't. So I knew I was going to do whatever I could to get us in the field goal range, and then Harrison made the kick. Were you just the trash, the
6: trash
2: drop How
7: was it to Yeah, I mean, the way we've played the last couple games, I mean, you saw it was very similar to these last games where we get ahead and they come back and beat us, and that's a credit to them. Man, They had a great team and great leaders over there. Um, but uh, we felt like – we, we needed to get this win. We wanted to play this team. Um, and uh, we got them at Arrowhead Stadium. And uh, we were able to finish the job this time. And I mean, the job's not finished for us. I mean, we got a chance to, to go up against a great football team in, in Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and so we had to enjoy this uh, for about a day um, and then uh, get right back to it. Because uh, I've been in the Super Bowl, man. And, if, and uh, winning it's a lot better than losing it. What, what did it mean to you guys, to you personally, legacy-wise, to your organization, to win it get that yeah, I'd appreciate it a, a way more. And I mean, I, I, I don't want to say that in a bad way. I think uh, when I first got in the league, it all, it all happened so fast. Um, I won the MVP, I won the, I won the Super Bowl, and I thought that's just kind of how it went. You were gonna play. I listened to Coach, what Coach Reed said, and that stuff happens. And now that I've, I've dealt with uh, failure, um, losing the AFC Championship, losing the Super Bowl, I know how, how much hard work and daily grind that it takes. And so. I'm just excited to get to that game with the, the teammates that I have here, and it's a lot of new te- teammates that haven't been in these Super Bowl games. And so, let's bring them along and, and prepare them so that we can go out and put our best best uh, foot forward.
0: It, what worked on the, on the touchdown pass to NBS? What did
6: you see sort of pre-snap? And uh, I think ABS threw up his hand. I'm sure you probably saw
7: that as well. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, he was kind of like the third progression. In the read. We had a good protection going, and the offensive line gave me a lot of time. Um, and so I learned. I wanted to look at Kelsey first, and they did a good. They kind a double team to him. Um, and then I saw, I reset back to the deep cross uh, that we had and the safety jumped that. And so just both those safeties having the double team Travis and jumping that, um, I, I just tried to get back to it. And I saw that, that hand go up, I he's like 6'5", and that was his long, long arm. So he threw the hand up and I couldn't really see in front of him, so I tried to throw a line drive to him and he was able to make a big play for us in a big part uh, big part of the game.
4: Patrick, you went into this game with about as many weapons as you've had in a long time, and then they just kept dropping as it went. What was it like to go through the game and, and look up and you got Marcus Kemp in the huddled and all
7: that yeah it was a wild week man uh we got guys back we lost guys we had guys kind of questionable or whatever you want to say um and so um i was proud of those guys and how they battled man not everybody was feeling 100 percent out there and they went out there and battled anyways um but let's try to get those guys back now and and get we have the extra week and hopefully we can get them back as many guys as possible and and the good thing about having a guy like kemp is he's the guy i was throwing to in scout team and, and in training camp my first year here so i've built up that that trust in him and know he's gonna be in the right spot and uh Every time he gets in, man, he seems like he made something good happen, so I was, I was, I was happy for him.
5: Last one. Patrick, uh, Fred Beach said people didn't realize how hurt you were the performance night adds to a great legacy. Where do you feel like this performance, in your opinion, fits in your legacy?
7: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard for me to comment on it. Um, me, my goal is to win the Super Bowl, um, and obviously the AFC Championship is something that I'll forever remember, winning that Lamar Hunt trophy at Arrowhead Stadium, um, but... To, to me, the job's not finished. Uh, I mean, all you can think about is that how, how are you going to get better? I mean, we're playing – I mean, this is a great football team that we're going up against. I think you've seen that the last few weeks and this whole entire season. Um, so I know I should to take the best that we got, um, and that's going to take us preparing this next week and the next week after that um, to go out there and play our best football.
8: Thank you. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. How y'all doing, guys? I'm good. I'm good. Sit here. So here with me. I'll move next to Rudy. How y'all doing?
4: Right. So what was it like? Uh, you guys got after the quarterback early and late. Um, just to take us through kind of what worked for you guys tonight on the defensive line.
8: I just think um, the back end showed up really, really well for us. Gave us an extra second to um, get to the quarterback. And um, the front five, front four, played resilient tonight, man. Those guys they showed up, answered the call when needed. Mike Dana. George Karloftis, Frank Clark, being Frank Clark, doing Frank Clark things, he's moving up in the record books. So um, I think we just played resilient and stopped the run. We was able to get after him.
6: Chris?
8: Um, I think I planned for this game. Um, My whole offseason was dedicated to this game. Uh, I missed a few big plays last year. Uh, Unfortunate that I was able to, to move forward, and I put that on my shoulders. So this offseason, I dedicated my whole offseason to making sure when that moment calls for me again, uh, specifically, that I'll, I'll answer the call. It looked
2: like before the, the last snap you said maybe
6: you thought about going inside, but then obviously you went you went outside. What was the reason why
8: you chose that matchup, and what do you feel like you did well to take that side? Um, yeah, the last play, I think it was gunfire. Um They end up bringing the tight end up, motioning out the back. And when they gave me that look earlier in the game, I was getting the tackle in the guard. And I figured since the tight end was on the line, they was on the mass protection, keeping the tight end in, making them chip, chip the D in. So in my head, I was thinking maybe I can get a one-on-one with the tight end. If not, I can get a one-on-one with the tackle, and I um, I feel pretty good about it.
5: Chris, folks, Chris, good, good job in. keeping it down this week, cuz some of the back and forth. Actually, it was just the forth, right? You guys didn't play. Really I wonder if you've paid up for that at all out there today or how you, how you did that. I'm sure you
8: were with it. Listen, man, um we're not a team that talks, okay? We're not a team that taunts. We just go out and play the game respectfully. But don't ever, ever, ever disrespect Arrowhead Stadium at GEHA. Okay. <laughs>
0: Mention the uh, disrespect. You, uh, just some, some uh, with the disrespect earlier on in the season, man, and, and coming into this game. Uh, does that make this win that much more special because you guys were counted out in this game?
8: Listen, man. For some reason, we're always counted out. Whether it's in our division, whether it's in against the Bengals, they done beat us three times, and you know we knew we we enjoy the the, the motivation. That being counted out give us. I think we got a lot of competitors on this team. We look forward to the challenge.
5: I want to know. Tell me about these uh, mice
8: on your shoulder. What's that all? About? Listen, it's an old jacket. I haven't. I had it like two years ago, and I seen Joe Burrow wear the teddy bear, and I was like, I can't let him outdo me, right? So I had to bring out a teddy bear. <laughs>
6: hey, I, I mean, there's been a lot made. Chris Jones doesn't have any playoff sacks. Like, had that been weighing on you at
8: all, and how did it feel to
6: get get not just one but two today?
8: It's been a lot made by you guys. Y'all make it bigger than what it is. I really personally do not care about stats in the playoffs. My job is to make sure that I, I, I play hard, play physical, set a difference out of a line of scrimmage, and um, make my teammates around me make plays. And whether it's taking a double team the whole game, or uh, Whether it's getting the one-on-one and winning. Um, I think you guys actually blew, blew it out of proportion. It don't really matter to me But I'm fortunate that you guys can have another story that Chris Jones finally got to say, you know No, no, it, it, I knew it entered you guys mind like Chris Jones finally got it. That wasn't a goal for me Okay, I just want you guys to know but you guys I understand the logic of it I um, 11 games, no sacks, so I get it. Four
5: more, P- Chris, uh, thinking back to after you won the Super Bowl, right after you were talking Dynasty right away, and it's been a long road back, just what will it mean to get this opportunity where if you win, I think a lot of people feel like, okay, we're, we're there when it
8: comes to that. that- um, the opportunity itself is important. I'm grateful for the opportunity. I don't want to start no Dynasty talk. You gotta start blowing it out of proportion. Um, Right now, we got a we got a challenge ahead of us against a a heck of a team. So we're looking forward to preparing for those guys and um, playing in the Super Bowl again. We're back, baby. We're back.
0: All right, uh, real quick, just want to uh, congratulate uh, Chiefs Kingdom and and our amazing fan base uh, on on tonight. It's always uh, an amazing experience. Uh, Want to thank Clark Hunt and his family for all their support. Mark Donovan and his crew and the coaching staff certainly don't want to leave out Rick Burkholder and his crew. Uh, joked this week that we were like the healthiest team all year, and then uh, one of the biggest games of the year, we had a, a bunch of injuries. But his guys just, um, you know, grinded overtime and, and got these guys ready to roll. So, um, big tip of the cap to, to Rick and his crew, and then um, certainly my staff. Uh, we had a long spring and a lot of tough decisions, and uh, there's a lot of hours in that in that film room, but. Um, I have total faith in those guys, and those guys have total faith in me. And uh, again, can't thank them uh, enough for all their support. And uh, with that, I'll take your questions. Greg, can you
6: maybe put it in perspective what kind of achievement this is, given the the trainer Tyreek back in the spring, and then playing so many young guys on defense like you did during the
0: season? Yeah, well, I think it just speaks to the strength of the organization. and we have a great coaching staff, um, obviously a generational talent at quarterback. but you know we're we're deep throughout the organization, and you know we have a great scouting staff. And um, you know we de- we didn't go into the offseason just throwing darts. I mean, we knew we had tough decisions to make, but at the same time, um, we put together a really good plan, and, and we trusted in in our process, and we trusted in the coaching staff to um, to lead these young uh, young individuals. And, and it was crazy tonight to see you look up and thirty five has an interception, twenty three has an interception, six has the tip, twenty four with the punt return, uh, ten with the. Um, you know he's been big all year. So um, George had a sack. So I mean the whole crew stepped up, uh, and that's what you need to do to win these type of games. And it's a long season; you have to have tremendous depth. And these guys were, were amazing all year, and they're going to continue to get better.
6: I said you were throwing darts here. You like the guys you brought in, yeah. but did you get more out of this rookie group, particularly the defensive guys, than you anticipated you
0: might? I, I, well, I, I think so. I mean, maybe it was out of necessity because you had we had a lot of turnover. Um, but again, you know every every time we approach an offseason, whether it be a free agent signing or or draft pick, I mean, we have full confidence in in our staff's ability to bring talented players in, and our coaches to get the most out of them. So, um, I thought I think you saw it early on, you guys were at the OTAs and the in the training camps. And I think it was pretty clear early on this would be a special group, and they were certainly a big part of this whole whole journey here.
5: Brad, this fit in? Do you think? Narrative of Patrick's career, and the arc of his career in terms of what he was able to do tonight. A little
0: different sort of way of going about it because of his injury. Yeah, I think it's similar to all the all, all the great ones, and they'll have roster turnovers and they'll find a way, and they'll have injuries and they'll find a way, and you know, Patrick's at the top of that list in my opinion. Opinion, I'm biased, but I mean, he's uh, he's incredible. And then I mean, people don't realize how hurt he was. Um, I mean, we all saw the injury. I mean, it was. I mean, high, high ankles are are terrible injuries, and sometimes guys miss two, three weeks, and he was out there and running for a first down and or a, a big play in the game that got us in field range and obviously with the with the late hit there that put us in range but um, you know it just adds to like already great legacy. Right.
5: Uh, Adam mentioned the, the trade for, of Tyree and I, I imagine obviously that's a, a huge decision. How much is this year a confirmation of if we have Patrick you know we're going to be okay with what we surround him with?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean I think it's a confirmation of that you know we we have confidence and you know in our, in our process and and um Again, our guys work extremely hard, and you guys know from our, our pre-draft um, meetings and when we were joking around about the running back situation, and there'll be a uh, you know a lot of running backs left in the draft. But I, I think it just goes um, you know to show that you know I have a really talented staff, and I think that you know the hard work pays off, and uh, we have a process, and I think we'll you know we're always going to be uh, certainly motivated to continue to add talent and depth to this roster and, and provide Coach and Pat what they need.
6: Last three.
4: Red. Uh, a lot of people are going to talk about coach and his time in Philly, but that's where you were too. What's this mean to, to you to be facing your organization? Yeah,
0: no, it's special, and they're they're a really good team. I mean, from the start of the season, um, they came out of the gate and they're undefeated, and um, you know they they built that team with a you know a talented quarterback, but their fronts are, are amazing. I mean, their offensive line is really talented, and their defense line it seems like they have thirty guys that can rush the passer. So um, it's going to be a really really tough game, and uh, as coach would say, we look forward to. the the challenge, so it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. Last one, Sam. <laughs> uh,
3: did you sense something? Did uh, you need more to be in this particular
2: team?
6: Obviously, we all talked about this team just running a separate organization
0: that we felt someday. I can't speak for the players. I mean, I, I certainly think so. I mean, you're talking about a team that knocked you out last year. I mean, they're a really good team. And, um, you know, we were certainly impressed by what they did last week against Buffalo. I mean, that's Buffalo's in Awesome organization, uh, extremely talented team, and, and what what they did um, to go into Buffalo and, and and to put up all those points. Um, but you know, certainly last year, I mean, we had some opportunities to to go to the Super Bowl, and 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 we didn't make plays they did. So to have that chance, that you know, redemption there was
4: certainly certainly sweet. I think for the whole organization. Yep. All right, I'll uh, start with uh, a congratulations to Andy, our coaching staff, the players on a tremendous performance tonight. Uh, Obviously, one of the storylines of this evening was the adversity uh, that that we overcame. Um, In the course of any season, you're always going to face adversity, and I really feel like uh, during this past week, we almost faced a season's worth of adversity, starting with Patrick's ankle injury last week and Travis's back tightening up on him on Friday, and then of course all the injuries tonight, particularly at the receiver position, Uh, but Andy and the guys did a a tremendous job and uh, were able to overcome it and get it done. Uh, I also want to mention the fans tonight. Uh, They were incredible. Uh, I had multiple people mention to me what a great atmosphere this was, how loud it was, uh, the energy level. Um, of course that's that's always true of any game uh, here at GEHA field at arrowhead but I thought it was particularly true tonight and uh, getting to celebrate uh, winning the Lamar hunt trophy uh, with our fans um, is very very special for our family and the entire organization with that I'll open it up
5: our third time going back to Super Bowl in the past four seasons I mean, order or get any better
4: um, I, well, I, I, I don't know that it gets better, but uh, we do know not to take it for granted. Uh, one of the things about uh, going 50 years uh, between Super Bowls is to teach you how much uh, to appreciate it. You know, certainly over the last uh, five years, uh, we've been blessed being be in, uh, five straight AFC championship games uh, all here at home. And uh, the three Super Bowls that, that you mentioned, uh, it's special, but we're not going to take it for granted. And uh, you know, hopefully, we'll, we'll get out there and try to claim another Lombardi.
6: Clark, uh, given that you, you traded uh, Tyreek Hill back this spring, and you had a
4: bunch of young
6: guys playing for you on defense, what were your expectations in this season, say, over the summer?
4: <clears throat> well, internally, uh, we had high expectations, understanding the challenge of playing with a bunch of young players. If you listen to uh, much of the national media, um, you know, you would have thought that we had no chance. Um, I remember, you know, Andy uh, commenting in response to a question that, you know, we're not going to be too bad ourselves uh, because people were talking about the other teams in the AFC West. Uh, Obviously, really, the credit goes to Andy and the coaching staff uh, for getting those young players ready to play. And, of course, tonight uh, we had uh, numerous young players step up, uh, some who haven't played very much, uh, over the course of the season, they they had an opportunity tonight, and they really shined.
5: Just having seen Patrick as much as have over these last few years, does this game stand on some on its own in some way for what he had to do to do that? And I wonder also what you thought of the the run that kind of uh, you know in the in the crucible there was pretty pretty critical.
4: Yeah, Andy and I were talking about Patrick uh, earlier in the week, and uh, I mentioned to him that uh, the great ones always find a way. Uh, to get it done, uh, particularly when they're facing adversity. And uh, Patrick certainly uh, showed that tonight. Uh, you know, tremendous performance all the way around. Clearly his ankle didn't feel very good uh, in the fourth quarter. And uh, the game couldn't have had a better finishing sequence than having Patrick um, you know, make that run, uh, get the penalty, put us in field goal position uh, that ultimately led to the win. You know, watching the play, I was like, well, you know, Superman put his cape on and, and got it done for us. And, uh, you know, just tremendous performance all the way around by, by Patrick.
8: Jared, uh, Clark, this game almost was played in Atlanta, and there's been a lot of conversation about perhaps the NFL will um, take the conference championships to neutral sites. I know you got to be a little biased about it, but that being said, what are your thoughts on that possibility?
4: Yeah. Well, we were certainly ready to play the game uh, at a neutral site if, if that's the way it turned out. We understood the uh, unusual sequence uh, at the end of the season in terms of uh, the, the Buffalo sense of game not being able to be completed. Um, you know, I think Andy said it best that you know, we'd be happy to play the game in the McDonald's parking lot, and, and that was true. Um, you know, Andy's teams are, are just as good on the road uh, typically as they are at home. Uh, So it wasn't something that we shied away from. On the other hand, we were very excited to get to to play in front of our great fans. Uh, One of the things that I've learned over the last five years is how special these championship games are when you get to play them at home and you get to celebrate with your fans. And I know that my dad was a a proponent uh, at times of taking the AFC and NFC championship games to neutral sites Uh, But I think based on our experience, I think it's best uh, to give the team that earns that right the chance to play the game at home.
5: All right. Thank Thank you.